Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming podcast. Take your certified badass when you play. This week we are sponsored by Audible. Want to listen free to interesting movies and books? Try the Audible 30-day trial and join Audible today and you can enjoy your first listen free. Of course, if you don't like your audio books, then you can exchange it free for another. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.audibletrial.com and try the Audible 30-day trial right now. And coming up next on One Up Gaming, this week's interview. And we're back with the One Up Gaming podcast. It's me, David, and we've got Matt. And we've got a special guest. And as always, I will just say, please introduce yourself and just say what you do. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Sin. I'm the art director at Kitfox Games. Uh, we just released uh, Moon Hunters. It's a one to four player uh, personality test action RPG. And I'll say, Matt, take it away. It's, I know, Moon Hunters is something. Um, it's it's more like um, it's it's a blend between an RPG and something like Risk of Rain because it offers something new every single time. Be- simply because the story builds on itself every single time. And that's why I absolutely adored it, because it wasn't quite the same, and it kept bringing in new elements that you know kept bringing you back as a player. Um, I must say, the art style and the arts itself is something that really caught my eye, because it's absolutely gorgeous. All right, thank you. It, it not only is it really is it's one of those things where I have, I have a thing for pixel art and I have a thing for games that have a focus on a particular art style and Moon Hunters um, really does kind of bring that into like focus because um, even as you, you boot up the game the first thing you're greeted with is this gorgeous kind of it looks like concept art of like every single main character and. It's it's phenomenal. It really is. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we tried to uh, have this kind of interesting blend of 
this watercolory, the traditional looking art with the pixel art. No, it's it's a really good blend. Um, I've got to ask though, um, did you actively choose to go for pixel art or like a two D style rather than three D polygonal? Oh yeah, for sure. Because uh, I I'm, I don't I'm not really a three D artist. You know, I never really made a three D game, so definitely my expertise is in the two D art. And knowing that we're going to be creating this kind of a procedural uh, vast world, um, it just made sense to make in pixel art too. All right, okay. Um, what program did you use to create the sprites and the uh, world? Yeah, so uh, me, I do most of my, um, I guess, concepting and assets creation in Photoshop. So, yeah, Photoshop for most of the environment, you know, the, the landscape and the backgrounds. And uh, we have also uh, Mike, uh, an animator who's working with us. And he works in uh, pixel edits mostly uh, for the animating. Because uh, that's really great for uh, sprite sheets. No, it's it's really something unique because even though it's pixel art, um, it's really smooth animation, and mm. that that surprised me because sometimes pixel art's got the the added disadvantage of being a bit blocky because it's it is pixels. Right, right. Yeah, I think Mike did a really good job with a lot of the animations, and I don't know if you tried, like, dancing with your character on the D-pad, and those are just yeah. really, really fun stuff. Yeah, I think uh, he talks a lot about uh, streaming pixels, right? To make it smooth, you have to basically uh, move a lot of pixels around the motion of the character, and not just, you know, move uh, just the arm, for example. You're going to move the whole chest when a character does a motion like mm. that. Yeah, accidentally pressing on the D-pad does does make a character <laughs> dance. I was surprised at this. It confused me initially. <laughs> it was yeah. ridiculous. Just walking through, killing enemies, and suddenly I'm just throwing my staff in the air. Yeah, is, that, is that a special secret skill? <laughs> yeah, I was confused, to say the least. Um, I have to ask, though, um, the land of Isaria, um, how did you go about making that unique? Because obviously you're the art director, so you get to call on the styles and stuff. Right. How did you make that sort of your own thing? Yeah, so our inspiration for the time period is ancient Mesopotamia, right? And that's something we don't see a lot in games. And uh, yeah. I felt that that would be a good fit for something that's a bit different and unique. And, uh, you know, it's, it's every single fantasy game, it's probably in setting uh, European like, medieval times mm. or some kind of gothic, dark gothic, like Bloodborne type of uh, settings. Yeah, but, cool. yeah, something like uh, ancient Mesopotamia, like Assyrian, um, Sumerian myths, uh, mm. hasn't really been explored yet. So I, I went and looked up uh, ancient ruins and uh, the carvings and, you know, costume designs from that period. And it's all very different and interesting stuff. So a lot of that was uh, some of my inspiration for the the, the visual language of the world. Mm. Yeah, you can really feel it as you go through the game on different playthroughs. You can really see that that was a, a focus for the different tribes that you've got to like start out as. Yeah, and every tribe and um, area has its own uh, kind of color theme, right? Mm. So hopefully every time you go to somewhere different, it, the atmosphere changes. And that with uh, Ryan, our composer, and Helena, the, also, you know, did a great job on the sound and the, and the soundtrack and the music. Hopefully that, you know, that gives it this really nice atmosphere to the game. Well, the music, the soundtrack for Moonhunters is 
uh, one of the best things I've heard in a while. It really is. And it was something that um, really surprised me because um, indie games have a tendency to be, you know, they can be absolute masterpieces, but they can lack a, a real sense of their own kind of um, musical style. But Moonhunters um, really moved with the art style, and it was staggering, to say the least. Yeah, I'm super happy about the, the way the music turned out. Like, We only truly integrated like the music later on in the project, and suddenly it just added so much to the game. Mm. It's great. Actually, it, Ryan, yeah. um, Ryan also worked recently on the Beginner's Guide, right, doing some of the uh, more like, uh, instrumental... Uh, Music there, so it was good. The beginner's guide is absolutely fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, no, the music and the art, especially, even even though there is like combat-heavy portions of the game, I do feel that it's more story-driven, and that really helps um, the overall kind of I don't know, feel, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you. For a moment, you can be in this kind of chaotic, especially playing uh, multiplayer, right? There's a bunch of uh, skilled effects and, and monsters on the screen. And then the moment after, everybody's talking to NPC and reading uh, dialogues. You know, there's like a surprising amount of uh, story and uh, dialogue in, in a game like, like this. And I find that's a good, interesting mix. It's a bit different. It's it's definitely something for uh, re replayability. Simply because when you go back to various levels that you think you've been to before, there's new events, new enemies, or um, the actual area has changed. Yeah, yeah. The yeah the maps are procedurally generated, so hopefully players will get a different experience every time they play. Mm. And the thing um, that really impressed me as well was the fact that. Uh, even though they are procedurally generated, they still manage to uh, have a sense of purpose because sometimes when things are procedurally generated, they feel a little bit too random, like there's no effort put in. Yeah. But the parameters here that were clearly you know, programmed in were really impressive, to say the least. Yeah. Um, like One of our programmers, uh, John Wu, what he said at some point was, uh, um, you know, a place only has meaning... Uh, if people assign a, a meaning to, to the space, right? So just because a game is infinite doesn't actually mean that it's meaningful. So what we try to do uh, this time around is uh, we try to pre-build pre um, nodes, so chunks of interesting areas, events, uh, architecture, or an NPC, some kind of little story bits, and then we'll link them together and create a map using a path you know, of these nodes and then create the, the blocking elements, the walls around it. Yeah. I was going to say, from a penultimate question, I have to ask, um, obviously you've got concept art and stuff because, you know, it builds up and things change over time, but um, looking back at your own concept art for Moon Hunters, is it drastically different to the final product or is it pretty similar? Mm, a lot of the, uh, the changes came early on because even before we went to Kickstarter, uh, even before the game went on into a proper production um, development, um, we put up a pitch uh, on um, the Square Enix Collective, and that was in March 2014, like two years ago. Uh, and the art style, if you, if you look up our pitch page on the Square Enix Collective page, it's very, very different from what mm -hmm. we have now. 
So actually having that five months of just me and uh, with um, GP, one, one of our earlier artists, just having that time to incubate and really think about uh, the art style and evolve it uh, was actually really helpful when we went actually went on uh, Kickstarter in mm-hmm. August, I think. Yeah. No, that's fantastic to hear. Um, my last question, though, has to be about um, the, the future of the game itself, because obviously the feedback from the community has been really strong from everything that I've seen on the internet. It seems to have been you know, pretty well-received, and people really like you know, everything you've produced. So uh, I have to ask, in the studio, is, is there any talk of this becoming a franchise or...? Uh, franchise, I'm not sure about that, but we're definitely going to uh, be working on a content update, right? Mm-hmm. And right now we are working hard on uh, making the multiplayer, the online multiplayer experience seamless. Right? Oh, yeah. And the other thing we're working on is the PS4 version right now. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, if everything works out uh, in like six months from now, maybe we'll think about... Uh, not exactly a sequel, but something maybe in the same universe that might be interesting. But that's, that's I, I, I'd like to see more, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there's so much art already made for it. It, it maybe like I don't know, just throwing this out there, like a card game or even like a board game, you know? Because we do have this kind of atmospheric setting and world that we created, and it will be really interesting for us to keep exploring mm. that that mythology. Mm, absolutely. I, well, no, I'd, I'd love to see more of it. But yeah, um, thank you very much for coming to talk to us. I'm all out of my questions, so, David? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to basically say, again, now, I'm not a pixel art person, so I'm probably speaking to the wrong person, but I will say, when the game did load up, the the actual the hand-drawn sort of art for the back, you know, the, for the actual characters and everything that was on there, they were truly stunning pieces of work. Thank you. And, again, I just want to say, for me, the best thing about the game, I think, was the actual the music and the soundtrack of the game. Mm. I think that just... I don't know, it was just absolutely amazing. And... So the the people who did the the music are they working on anything or is it like they're all within like the one company that does everything together? Uh, no, they're uh, they're independent. So our uh, we have, we're working with Ryan Roth and Helena uh, Heron, and um, Ryan worked with us on Shadow Planet, our previous game. And he's worked on the Yog, which is kind of a kind of similar to Moon Hunters in a sense with the story yeah. part at least. Yeah, I remember. Um, and uh, also Electric Superjoy, which was like oh, a oh. yeah. Ryan did is has very versatile. Uh, stuff. You keep saying games that I'm quite familiar with. I like. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, lastly, he, lately he worked on uh, he did all the soundtrack for the Beginner's Guide. Hmm. Oh, okay. They're based on uh, Toronto, but they come to Montreal, uh, where we are, uh, from time to time, you know, to hang out and uh, have better communication, I guess, to mm. fix things in the game. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. 
And I just wanted to sort of say, I can see on the Steam page that you've had over like 50 positive like reviews on there. How does it make you feel when people take the actual time to write a, a positive statement about the game? I don't know, it feels great that people, you know, some people really enjoy it. You know, that's basically what we hope people would feel. And of course, there's also the, you know, to be, a, I guess, a devil's advocate, um, there's also the negative reviews. And those, you know, kind of motivate us to make the game better. And we are always listening to our community and the feedback they have, whether it's positive or negative. Um, but, you know, it's for sure encouraging to see the thumbs up, you know, on the same page. Absolutely. And I just wonder, how long was the development for the game? Uh, a year and a half of uh, development. Uh, I've been working on it a little bit earlier, uh, you know, maybe like one day per week uh, for two uh, for two years, I guess. So basically, the first um, if if before we went into production, I worked on the art style mm. at a part time uh, basis for about uh, five months. Wow. So I mean, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. you, you sound quite young. How how old are you? <laughs> I'm 23. That is quite young. Yeah. <laughs> I'm he's not saying because he's old. I'm not that old. <laughs> well, there are a lot of, uh, you know, younger developers these days. And people, I guess people, it's easier and easier to get into game development, right? People just watch some YouTube videos and they download Unity and, and they become kind of these amazing uh, genius who can do everything. And that's just kind of crazy mm. to see. Looking forward to... Uh, you know, more and more games, basically. More and more people making games. I mean, it is quite amazing, as you say, with some of the the engines that are about... Because I, I, I chatted with someone last week. Mm-hmm. He's creating a game called Stellar Tactics, okay. which is like an, uh, an open-world space sort of game. Mm-hmm. It looks like Homeworld with a space combat, you can also land on planets which are randomly generated and it goes to like a Diablo sort of style graphics. Mm-hmm. And he's making that. He's been doing it for two years and it's still going to be another six months or so. And he's the only person making wow. that one game. Yeah. And it's just mind-boggling when, you know, when something like Assassin's Creed takes like over a thousand people. Yeah, I guess it's different kinds of games, right? Like Assassin, the scope of Assassin's Creed is just massive, and uh, it's also more broken. Yeah, and I guess when when there's more and more people, it becomes this kind of like impossible puzzle of miscommunication. I guess that's mm. why at Kid Fox, like I think we don't really want to grow into you know more than I don't know ten people because at that point it you just lose the whole uh, collaborative atmosphere of a small team. Right now we're with six people, and I think that's it's a good size, you know, to be working mm. together. It's really, really fun to just throw ideas at each other so the designer could have an idea, and then I, me, the artist, I could just draw doodle something real quick and then spin my chair around, spin my chair around, and just throw that those assets to the programmers, and he'll implement it. And within one hour, we can see, like, something happening in-game, and it's, that's just a great feeling. No, that's absolutely fantastic. It's, it's brilliant that you've, um, like, 
brought this game into the world I'm person with because it is absolutely brilliant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just wondering because you are quite young. Mm-hmm. What sort of gaming influences would you say go into this game that you've taken from other games that you've played? Mm. The art style, definitely, I think there's quite a bit of um, Yoshitaka Amano in there. So he did a lot of the uh, illustrations and concept art for the earlier uh, Final Fantasies. Oh, yeah. Right? So the watercolor stuff and super fluid stuff, and that was uh, super inspiring. Um Otherwise, like Zelda, there's definitely a bit of that. Recently, I've been playing, uh, I played, uh, I think, probably like two years ago now, uh, Link Between Worlds. It was like super great. Um, I play a lot of uh, local co-op games, so I played like Gauntlet, the, the re-released, I guess, uh, 3D version of it. It was super fun. Magicka was super fun, too. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe as an artist, uh, for me, one of the greatest inspirations I had was um, playing Guild Wars. Uh, the first Guild Wars, and I remember the loading screens were just beautiful concept art, and I think that's when I kind of realized, like, wait a minute, you know, people are making these things, and people can have a career making art for video games. You know, this this you know super fun entertainment product that I consume, I can actually that could become you know my my my, my living, and I think that inspired me to start studying art um, like really seriously, and maybe contributed to where, where I am today. <laughs> then there's people like us who have to interview people. <laughs> <laughs> Badly at that. Hey, hey we do uh, very well. Yeah, no, it's been really smooth. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> so, I will say thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Likewise. And the game itself, I believe... It came out, was it yesterday? Yeah, that's right. We, we had the launch yesterday. And are the early signs that it's doing better than you expected? or uh, It's doing about what we expected. Yeah, it's definitely better than our last game. And uh, we're looking forward to what the rest of the week uh, brings, right? That's not... A... Yeah. So, with that, I think we will end that there so thank you Zin for coming on you're welcome it's been if you want to just give out like your twitters and emails things like that so people can contact you if they want to sure Uh, my personal twitter is um, sinranu so x-i-n-r-a-n-l-i-u on twitter and uh, you can also follow kitfox games on twitter and we also on facebook uh, for updates on the the game in general yeah, and of course, uh, Moon Hunters is now available on Steam and Humble, and uh, we'll be on GOG, I think, uh, next week. Yeah, I think I could have sworn it said the was it thirteenth or oh, was it? I can't remember now. I was looking at it just a few minutes ago because it's like you can get it. Is it DRM free? Yeah, DRM free. I think on on GOG and uh, I think yeah, Humble, just also, in Humble also has a DRM free uh, option there. Right. So, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye. Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. 
I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. OUG Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.